spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to The Real Top 5, a special episode where we take a look at Adam's favorite Christmas episodes. Welcome back, Adam. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, Kevin. I am so excited. Now, we do this like once a year. I mean, we've only done it once so far, so this is the second time, so I shouldn't really act like it's a tradition, but to me, it's a tradition. I don't actually do these episodes. I like to take the other people on the channel, and I always like to hear what are their favorite Christmas episodes. Of course, we're going to review Christmas movies. We're going to watch those yes. throughout the season. Right. I personally always have a hard time going back through old TV shows and finding like those Christmas episodes that are really special to me. I always like to hear those hidden gems, you know, the ones I don't know about. So, right. Adam, it's your turn this year. I hope you're excited. <laughs> I, I am so jazzed. I really enjoy going through all of these, like, uh, trip down memory lane, if you will. Yeah, man, and I'm ready for the ride to go with you. So I think we should just get started. We're gonna rank them five through one. Adam, what's your number five? Number five is the home improvement episode. Twas the flight before Christmas. Is there any place I can uh, look for a book here? We have some books in our gift shop. And the gift shop would be. <laughs> okay. Uh... Can I see some of your books? Sorry, we're closed for the holidays. <laughs> Basically, in this episode, there's a few story arcs that are happening, uh, but the main one is Tim the Toolman Taylor and his partner Al are stuck at the airport trying to get home in time for Christmas. The main reason why this episode is on my list is because it was one of those situations where when I was younger and, you know, I was always watching Nickelodeon, and then all of a sudden Nick at Night would start, especially around Christmas time. This was the episode that was on. I would just always watch it. It was just always the one that I would go to. That's funny. And arguably, it is the best Christmas episode of this show because they always had holiday episodes, but it's, it is arguably the best one. I feel like we all have a show, like not even just like a Christmas episode, but there's always an episode of a show when we were younger, especially. I feel like that was always on. Like yeah. for me, for Avatar The Last Airbender, Appa being lost. I don't know why that's always on. No matter when I put it on, Appa's missing. And I what just, a terrible episode it's, it's, to it's always just, catch. It's the saddest episode. <laughs> At least yours is happy. I think Home Improvement's a fun selection. You know, it's a shame that maybe some of the newer generation won't be as familiar with Home Improvement. But when yeah. we were younger, especially in the 90s like that, you know, we forget how good of an actor Tim Allen really is, especially on a sitcom level. I know he still acts on sitcoms today. I always right. feel like he brings like this... It's like those corny dad jokes, but you still laugh. And this episode, I felt like, was still relevant today. The whole show is just completely underrated, I feel. It's just so entertaining, but this episode definitely hits differently because it is a Christmas episode and it relates so well to actual real issues. That right, I think people... that's the relatability they always went for with the show. And I think that's why it does stand the test of time. Even Absolutely. when I was watching this episode, I'm, yeah, some of it's outdated, especially like with the mechanics of the world and how we've evolved. But the right. core essence of the show, that family aspect, it's incredibly relatable still today. Yeah, absolutely. People can get stuck at airports for the It's a cliche holiday. thing, right? I mean, we see it 
all the time with movies and stuff where we're stuck at the airport at the last minute trying to get home and everything like that. And again, they did it the right way. I really think like that family togetherness, that home improvement was always popular for. That great ensemble casting that really works. Yeah, no, definitely. It was um, completely like the jokes that happened during the whole show, this episode specifically. Right, and did you have like a favorite part of the episode? My favorite part was when they would be talking to the one employee at the airport and he was just constantly changing. He just kept what, moving uh, it every time they were up there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever. Um, if they were looking for the gift shop, he's like, oh, no, this is the gift shop, too. Right. Like, he just no, kept changing it. for the holidays. <laughs> yes. I love that. No, that was a good gag. They have a lot of gags like that running in the episode. And then Tim and Al's performance, of course, you know, I always love their characters. It's funny. When I was younger, maybe I liked the kids a little bit more. I kind of related yes. to them. But now becoming yeah. more of an adult now, I find myself relating more to Tim, Al, and his wife. And again, I think that's another timeless aspect of it especially for a holiday special it's a perfect time capsule of the 90s if anyone was Absolutely. looking for something to find like what embodied a good 90s show home improvements where it's at number four the spongebob christmas special of christmas who i can't believe anybody would celebrate a holiday where a jolly prowler breaks into your house and leaves gifts like a genie anytime i think of christmas episodes it is that one mostly because of the song i was just gonna tell you i episode. as soon as you said the spongebob christmas episode the stupid song pops <laughs> into my head i find myself singing that song when it's not christmas i have to I, admit it's so damn catchy the one part that stands out the most is mr krabs when he chimes in with this like high-pitched tone that he mm -hmm. brings to the song not, i mean the episode's a fun that's it that's it <laughs> oh I it's, can't. it's a fun episode too but yeah and just like the squidward is... interactions always make me laugh this is prime spongebob for those who Absolutely. don't know this was season two of spongebob especially for us i think this was the highlight of those spongebob years when he was at his prime the annoyance that squidward feels is just so hilarious on the next level for me especially like i said that song what do you want? Can't you see that I'm busy? Yes. Like, I don't know why it is. It's just the back and forth. I love that style of humor. And then he's so under the good. mistletoe and they start. he starts like running away. It works every time. Yes. The weirdest part of that song, he's like, la -de -la -de -la -de -la. And he's like going yeah. like that and he like breaks into Squidward's house. <laughs> he's just doing that at his door. That always sticks with me. This is also the first appearance of Patchy the Pirate, which I didn't mm. know about because he's become synonymous right. with Spongebob. The comedy with him was actually a lot funnier than I remember too. Maybe because I was younger and I wasn't fully aware of some of the jokes yes. like he pokes yes, his same. eye out and then he moves his mm -hmm. eye patch around he yanks the bird and then the guy falls from the ceiling operating the marionette bird yep you know things like that i think it's silly it's classic so spongebob good. that's what i think christmas specials should do is you take the zaniness of your world and incorporate it with the holiday so it feels unique and not just that typical story that we're telling over and over yes keep the themes and things that we look for but add a little bit of that extra spice and certainly spongebob does that definitely Definitely. Number three, chowder. Hey, hey, it's Kanishna. Do you know what you're asking Kanish Crinkle for? I know what I'm asking for. I'm not your boyfriend! Come on, line move! Comedy and chowder. It hits me so well. And this episode is no different than the rest of the show. It's just so entertaining, over the top, and the energy that uh, chowder brings to the show. It being Kanishmas, you know, mm -hmm. being food related, and everything that happens, it's just 
so entertaining. Oh boy, is this where I get roasted in the comments and the people come after me with the pitchforks? Adam, I hate to say, I don't know really anything about Chowder. I've never actually seen an episode of Chowder before. I watched this episode. I had a really good time with this. This actually makes me want to go back and watch Chowder now. For someone who had no idea what I was watching, I wasn't lost. I think the show does a fine enough job to where I understood what was going on. And it was fun. I especially like the opening of this episode, which is something we see in a lot of Christmas specials, I think now, is where they mimic the old school claymation opening. I thought that was a really fun idea. Chowder's a kid, and Mm -hmm. it really captures just being a kid at Christmas time, being selfless towards the end of the episode with Chowder looking out for other people instead of actually what he wants you know, in the end of the episode and everything else ends up working out in the end. This world that it introduced me into, I felt myself kind of falling in love with. I really like the animation design with this episode. I know it works for the show probably oh, in general, good. but I think it even worked extra for the holiday, just having like that yes. whole setup with the way the color palette stands still, but the characters still move. Just the idea of making a schmingerbread house, which I, I like that uh-huh. idea. At first, I, was, I didn't know how I felt about it. Then I kind of thought back to what I was saying even before. It's where I like when the world incorporates their own version of Christmas. It, yeah. And I think Chowder did a good job incorporating the holiday into their own crazy messed up world to where they have a giant slug who like burned down your house. He's not happy with your gifts. I think that's hilarious. Chowder's a fun character. I actually really liked him. I thought his zany humor was so like a sugar rush. I felt like the episode had me like on a sugar high the whole time watching everything that was happening. Again, I'm not familiar with Chowder, but I think I'm going to change that after watching this because I really enjoyed I mean, at the end of the day, it really is an episode that just works so well. Number two, the Christmas party episode from The Office. Presents are the best way to show someone how much you care. It is like this tangible thing that you can point to and say, hey man, I love you this many dollars worth. I think this one's just so enjoyable because it really shows the different personalities (laughs) of Christmas just in general because they're in the episode they do the white elephant oh boy yeah they do secret Santa the start with the secret Santa yes and of course things change because Michael he wants to do a Yankee swap or white elephant well I think that's Um, funny that you even bring that up because they don't know the name of what they're doing they're like oh I heard it's called this well I heard it's called that I just thought that was funny because I feel like when I talk to people about doing gift exchanges like that everyone has a different name for it yes definitely you just to see every classic trope like um, Creed who ever did his act actual shopping then remembered last minute and it's like uh all right let me just grab this and he grabs the shirt from his closet for jim and just puts it in a plastic bag oscar then, had the shamrock keychain and he's like i think yes. he's irish i don't really know yes <laughs> yeah and then you have phyllis who knitted an oven mitt for Michael. You know, the thoughtful type of gift. And of course, there's Michael who did not like that gift at all. You hit a lot on this episode because this encapsulates the perfect Office episode. Season two is where they found their footing as far as the characters and the humor. And it's obvious too with all the interactions. Like Michael's personality is like what he's notoriously known for. Going over the top just to be flashy. And then he doesn't get what he wants. And it comes back to bite him and he pouts and goes crazy in the episode. I absolutely love it. Well, of course, there's the interaction between Jim and Pam where Jim makes this super complex gift where it's not just the teapot that he gives her there's just so many more of a uh, an emotional connection right and it. while everyone else is superficial his is so deep yes, and important yes, too actually for the whole crux of the story in general yeah it brings so much more emotional to it, emotion to a gift and that's like you know 
where everybody tries to go with Christmas the gifts a lot of times. These characters are timeless in their own right, and I think that creates a lot of it. And then you add the magic of Christmas to it, you know, or Michael's version of Christmas. Over the top, I just want to have fun, and I want everyone to love me. By the end of the right. episode, we see him being invited out to go out. You know, they are all like, oh, we're going to go to the bar, and they're like, oh, Michael, you want to come with us? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's all happy, yeah. and you know it's special. This is a perfect office Christmas party. I think there's a lot of relatable things in this to people who work in an office. If you're in that setting, I, I think there's a familiarity to it. It's because you know, like uh, you know, some of the other Christmas specials, it, it's real. It makes it feel so much, which gives you so much more of a uh, an emotional connection to the episode. You have to love the ending, of course. With Michael goes back into his office, and Meredith's in there waiting for him. Takes her top <laughs> off, and he's like, "Nope," and he just walks out. That's a memorable yeah. moment. I think that's like an that's office memory for sure. But good stuff, Adam. I really like that that was an awesome number two i do like that one a lot it's so enjoyable to watch and a lot of them are good year. too for people who like the other office to christmas episodes they have a whole mm -hmm. slew of them but i think i'm with you i think this one would be my favorite if i had to pick one that i'm going to watch again and again this is probably yep. the easiest one to jump into coming to my number one spot is hey arnold arnold's christmas so it's almost christmas time yes this type of year always make me remember Remember what? It was a long time ago, Arnold. A very complicated story. I'd like to hear it. Please tell me. <laughs> this is the ultimate Christmas special that you will ever find. It like transcends. It really tugs on the heartstrings in all the right ways. It's so different from everything else. It was definitely ahead of its time because of how much emotion it just brought between, you know, sadness and happiness, joy and everything everything was in this one half hour if that episode you don't have a soul if you don't like this episode of hey arnold <laughs> yeah. people always ask why is hey arnold such an important show i like to point to like this episode there's a couple other ones too but this one more importantly i think really shows hey arnold got it wasn't Definitely. afraid to write these mm -hmm. more adult stories that were relatable but weren't so adult to where it's like okay a kid shouldn't be watching this they were realistic when you watch this it embodies that christmas spirit doing good for another person this can move you to tears if you're in the right setting you know you're in the right mood you're feeling nostalgic it's gonna move you this episode really is that powerful out of all of the christmas episodes i've like ever seen this is the one that i always will come back to because of just so well written and as i said it's ahead of its time because even as a, a kid i understood the challenges that everybody was going through in this episode. Me going back now is fun to like try to examine this maybe on a more critical level. I like how Mr. Wynn, they don't go into where he's from exactly. Like we know where he's from, what country he's coming from, what they're right. kind of alluding at. But you know, a kid doesn't need to know that. It's just telling you the story of Mr. Wynn. He lost his daughter and like how terrible that is. He came into this country mm -hmm. and he was alone trying to find his daughter and seeing his backstory. It's a really unfortunately relatable thing for a lot of immigrants. Mm -hmm that come into this country when they get separated and Arnold you know being the child that he is he wants to connect Mr. Wynn with his daughter and he's trying to do all these right. things he's running all these errands trying to get to her and that heartwarming moment at the end of this episode just it really solidifies why Hey Arnold's that special I'm gonna go rewatch it again <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to after we talk about it and it's funny because everything kind of works in this episode there's a little bit of commentary on the holiday it doesn't get overly preachy or anything like that you know it has the whole like it's not about like the physical gifts it's about just mm -hmm. finding a special 
gift for someone. It doesn't have to be the actual present. Helga is trying to get Arnold the perfect gift throughout the episode, and she tries to get right. him this super violent video game. Arnold and Gerald are just like dismissing it. Like, that's not that interesting. And right. she ends up helping the caseworker find Mr. Wynn's daughter on Christmas Eve. She helps the caseworker by also sacrificing the gift that she wanted uh, right. all along. That sacrifice is really special. Helga's an interesting character throughout all of Hey Arnold. I think most people will agree where she loves Arnold, but she hates him. She can't show it at the same time. Right. And by her doing something so selfless, I think that's good for people to see too, especially younger viewers. There is more to the holiday than that commercialism. It's okay to give gifts and people give gifts and that's fine. But once in a while, sometimes people need something more and it's okay to do that extra step. And it just, it feels really special, man. It's in a, uh, a league of its own, really. It if right? you love Christmas, you love animation, Arnold's Christmas might do it the best. I would make that strong argument, even with yeah. other animated movies. I mean, we watched Frosty, Rudolph, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Those are all great, and I love those. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fantastic. If you're looking for something <sighs> that really captures the spirit of the holiday and is timeless, it's weird because it's in a time capsule of that 90s period, but it's right. also not. Because of that messaging, it just makes it that much more powerful. What are you doing? Go watch Hey Arnold's Christmas. I don't understand what's yeah. going on. Yeah, definitely. Stop watching us and go watch that. Go watch that. Adam, you had a fantastic list this year. You did a really good job, man. Like I said, it was very enjoyable to go back go back and watch all of these. Again, guys, thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the Real Top 5 Christmas Special. If you like what you see, you want to see us do more of these kind of Top 5 episodes when maybe it's not Christmas, let us know in the comments below. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.